Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Good evening. This is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a emphasis on knowledge, education, development, and training. I want to thank our podcast producers, Mr. David Wolf and his team. Without their expertise, these podcasts wouldn't be possible. I'd also like to thank our sponsors, which are Henry Shine, Patterson Dental, and Vocal. Without their support, these podcasts would be very difficult. Again, thanks for listening. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and once again, we have an outstanding guest with us tonight, Mr. Paul Mekowitz. Paul, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your company, and how it can help our listeners tonight? Yeah, certainly. So my company is Hashtag Smart Marketing. We're based out of Los Angeles, but we operate all across the United States. I am an army veteran. So I, I kind of bring a, a little bit of a different flavor to the uh, the medical profession marketing side here. Everything that we do is, is kind of rooted in the army core values. It's all about integrity, honor, selfless service, uh, you know, aspects like that, where we're really, we see it as our job to earn the business of our clients, as opposed to, you know, taking money and, and trying to get results. You know, we, we really, we respect every marketing dollar that is sent our way. And we really want to make sure that we, we use it to the best of our ability. Personally, I, uh, you know, after I got out of the military, I became a golf pro for a few years. It was the greatest job ever. Uh, just couldn't really make any money doing it, you know, unless you're uh, playing on Sundays. It's a very difficult career. After that, I, I started a few companies myself. Uh, and then I, I got into the digital marketing world with a company in New York City called Main Street Hub. And there is where I started working with dentists and dentists and, and some retail shops, a few golf courses, but it was all about maximizing their social media and their reputation management side. And then I worked with a company that specialized in attorneys and they did uh, more website and SEO. And so I, I kind of got this full scope digital marketing view where I saw one company that wasn't touching websites or SEO, and I got another company that didn't want to touch social media or reputation management. But it all really works together in, uh, you know, very synergistically when, when you have one company that's kind of managing your entire online presence. And so when I started my company, you know, that was one of our big focuses was, you know, helping, helping different businesses get away from having, you know, their, their social media person and their website person and their SEO person and, you know, their email person and having all these different moving parts. And we just wanted to bring it in-house and, and we developed a, a really great dashboard for just being able to see your entire online presence and kind of like a, a quick snapshot, you know, really reduce the amount of time that you have to put in to understand how your online presence is benefiting your practice. And, you know, I, I feel we, we've really taken some some great steps. Um, we've been around for about two years and, uh, and you know, we've been, been growing since the day we opened the doors. Well, congratulations. The first thing I'm going to say is thank you for serving our country. Thank you for keeping our country safe. My hat always goes off to the military and first responders. Can't tell you how much I personally appreciate it in our family. Paul, with your background, if you were talking to this audience, what do you see are some of the biggest mistakes that you see the dental profession make when it comes to the idea of marketing, the necessity for marketing? What in your experience would you say are some of the pitfalls that uh, you and your company have seen us make over and over again? 
Yeah, the biggest one is is actually it's a great concept. I, I love talking about it. It's called the zero moment of truth or Zima. You, you hear it referred to as often. That was brought up by Google about 10 years ago. And what it did is it expounded on the traditional marketing model. And, and that's what my my classic education is. It, it's in marketing. And, and it was always, you know, awareness, you know, so I see your ad, uh, I see a billboard, I see your flyer. And then the first moment of truth is the buying decision. So, you know, maybe I I see your flyer, I, I call you up and, and I start inquiry. Or, you know, I see a paid ad online, I, I give you a call or I go to your website, fill out a form submission. And then there's the second moment of truth, which is the experience. So if I had a great experience, you know, maybe I'm going to tell more people about it or I'll leave you some positive reviews, something along those lines. If I had a negative experience, you know, maybe I'm going to jump online and complain about you. You know, that, that seems to be what Yelp is for. So uh, really understanding like how people make buying decisions uh, through the traditional model and then inserting this zero moment of truth. So now you have the awareness. So I see your ads and now I'm going to look online. I'm going to compare you to a few of the other practices in the area. I'm going to read some reviews. I'm going to get that social proof. I'm going to see what type of community you have built around, around your business on maybe social media, or if you've answered reviews online, you know, I can, I can make a pretty quick determination about the quality of a practice uh, just in, in about 10 minutes of research online. And the, one of the biggest mistakes I see practices make is, is that they don't actually you know, put themselves through that experience. Uh, you should really be doing it. I recommend every month, but I mean, at least every quarter at worst, you know, every six months, you know, hop online, pretend like you're a prospective new patient and, you know, do a search. Uh, at that time, you can decide, like, would I choose my own practice? You know, <laughs> if I was looking at all these other different, uh, different businesses in the area and I'm seeing, you know, I'm only a four star on, on Yelp or on Google. And, you know, the guy right down the street from me is a four and a half star and he's answering all of his reviews and he's active on social media. Like, I don't know, it might, it, it's a, it's a bit of a tough moment of, of, you know, real introspection and, and self-reflection on, on what you're doing as a business person, you know, with your digital marketing. And, and then when you get to the point where you start maybe running like paid ads or something like that, uh, that's really what hurts my heart as a digital marketer sometimes is seeing a business that's you know putting in and I can tell if they're putting in you know, five, ten thousand dollars a month into some paid ads and, and those ads aren't working as well as they, they could be because you know they see that ad and then they do this comparison step at that zero moment of truth and they say, Oh, well, maybe he's not the best one. You know, he got me in the door, but now I'm gonna choose his competitor. And you know, you're actually paying money for your competitor to to get some eyeballs. So I'd say that's probably the biggest thing is actually putting your yourself into the seat of a prospective patient every once in a while and looking at that zero moment of truth and, and making a determination, would I actually choose myself? Paul, based on you and your company's experience, if you put yourself as a customer, as you suggested, us as owners, just going through the trials and tribulations of, let's say, making an online appointment, how difficult it is, just finding the telephone number and the address, how difficult is that? What, in your experience, does you and your team find that the average, if there's such a thing, the average client, the average patient, what are they mainly looking for? Is it convenience of location? Is it five-star reviews? Is it price? Is it what insurance does this company accept my dental plan or doesn't it? What have you found through your business expertise? 
Yeah, the, the biggest thing to, to realize is that we're all individuals. You know, it's real tough to just kind of pin it down. And that's what that's what too many, I'd say, marketing companies, that's what too many, uh, too many businesses and and it's something that's taught in in education as far as the entrepreneur side, but it's not something that's actually applied all that often. Too many people think that, hey, if I, you know, I'm just active on Facebook, I'll be great. And it, it'll be fine, sure, but you're not living up to the potential of your business if you're if you're only like posting on Facebook every day and you're not looking at all of these other resources. You know, one of the one of the biggest, fastest growing decision uh, technologies that's really come out in the last few years is voice search. You know, if you have an iPhone, like everybody can do this right now, you can pull it up and say, Hey Siri, you know, find me a dentist in the area and see where that information comes from. A lot of people would be shocked to know that Apple and Yelp have a contract. So, you know, if you go, ah, Yelp doesn't matter for me, well, you're kind of forgetting everybody that's potentially using voice search on 40% of the cell phones that are out there. And so, so it is, uh, it is a balancing act. Um, I always like to point people in a few directions first. You know, your Google business listing and your Yelp listing, those are the two most important out there. And then you want to start getting into more of the industry specific ones. But those two are the ones that are tied to most mobile-based search. And, you know, mobile search continues to increase year after year. Voice search continues to increase year after year. So if, if you're on those ones, you're at least setting yourself with a, a solid foundation. And the next thing is to actually utilize all of the all of the options in there. Just like you're talking about, you know, when I'm doing a, a website analysis, I better be able to talk to somebody within three clicks. You know, <laughs> if that's not like one button call or, or a form submission right on the homepage, a chatbot in the corner, or even from your Google business listing, this has probably been one of the biggest changes I've seen, you know, since I'd say like the start of 2020, like when, when COVID hit, you know, more and more people were obviously going online to make buying decisions. The, the biggest thing that I saw was website traffic definitely ticked up a little bit, but not as much as I, I would have thought the biggest push was actually more on your Google business listing. And Google really, uh, they optimized that experience. So there's something on there called product cards. And in those product cards, you can actually put all of the individual services that you offer. Say it's teeth whitening or you know, orthodontics or um, you know, initial consultation. You can put free on there. But you, can, you could even put, if you wanted, the different insurances that you accept right onto your Google business listing. And then when they open up that product card and they see, oh, they take, you know, they take my dental insurance and there's a button for a phone number right on there, you potentially could get a conversion before they even get to your website. So it's, it's really thinking about uh, the buying process and, and how you can take advantage of some of these technologies, especially, you know, I, I talk about Google a lot because it's free. You know, you don't have to pay a marketing company to optimize your Google business listing and, and be in much better shape tomorrow. You don't have to pay a marketing company to jump on there and answer reviews and convey the type of, you know, client service that you provide in-house online as well. You know, there's just so many tools out there that are underutilized. Paul, I have a consulting business called Ascent Dental Solution, but I'm also a practicing dentist for the last 39 years. And in my consulting business, I see and hear so many times that dentist saying, I need more new patients. I need more of this. I need more of that. And many times I find that their infrastructure isn't set up to support the growth they think they need the growth, but they don't have enough people to answer the phone. They don't have enough operatories or chairs to accommodate. They're not open enough hours to accommodate this flow. Does your company take a look at those data points 
Or do you just basically focus in on the fact that I've evaluated your marketing situation and these are some of our suggestions to improve? I assume most people are doing marketing to increase the volume of clients or patients in their business. Is that correct? Yeah, it's really twofold. So step one generally is make the phone ring, right? Make the phone ring, get those form submissions, you know, and, and start dialing in the, the perfect type of client that you want. And that's that's one thing I think we do that separates us a bit from the competition is I ask about the intake process, you know, right during the onboarding meeting. Like I'm like, if somebody calls and they're calling after hours, what happens? If they call during hours, what happens? What's the process that, that they're going through? And I, I kind of want to make sure that there's at least some processes in place. You know, my, my employees probably think I'm, I'm a crazy person sometimes. I love a good flowchart. Like <laughs> I build flowcharts daily because I like to know, you know, uh, the steps that we're taking for one, because then if I see a step that's maybe unnecessary, it's, it's pretty easy for me to say like, hey, like let's get rid of this. Or if I see uh, an area where we could interject maybe a quick email or a quick SMS message to that patient and ask for a review. You know, it's very hard to generate reviews unless you're proactively doing it. And so if I can find uh, a, a moment that I can just kind of wedge ourselves in there a little bit and, uh, you know, potentially generate a good five-star review, which is going to impact people down the road, you know, it's turning, you know, your current clients into advocates that's going to impact the ZMOP for the next, you know, round of people that are coming in. Uh, understanding that process is is a big part of marketing that I, I don't think enough companies do. For one, the next thing that I that I really harp on uh, pretty steadily is finding ways to differentiate yourself. You know, I, I think that you you could probably speak to this uh, even better than I can. But you know, dentists their marketing tends to be a little boring. I would say it's you know you. you there's lots of options out there and I can read reviews, but if everybody's four and a half star, five star, you know, what's the real, what's the big difference. And by uh, doing really two steps in there, one is identifying your ideal client, your, your ideal patient. If you like working with, uh, with families, you know, that's one strategy online. If you like working with, you know, uh, single guys and girls that are in their early twenties that are, you know, trying to find their first dentist because you want to, you know, set them up for a lifetime, you know, lifetime of being your patient, you know, that's another great avenue to go. But if you're going to do those things, you have to, you have to act differently online. I have one, I have one uh, client that it took me like three, four months and I was just digging and digging and digging. And I was like, why, why should people choose you? He's like, oh, well, I'm really good. I'm like, I get that. Everybody's really good. Like, why should I choose you though? And he's like, well, you know, uh, I, I work with families. I'm like, okay, great. Like, but lots of, lots of dentists work with families. Like, why should I choose you? Like I'm digging and digging. And finally I got this guy to admit that he loves Harry Potter. And I was like, great. You can be the Harry Potter dentist. I can, I can work with that. Like let's start posting on social media about, you know, you and your kids dressed up for, uh, you know, as Harry Potter. And unfortunately I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, so I can't, can't like quote it all, but, uh, you know, I got some pictures on social media. So, you know, him with his kid and having some wands and stuff like that. But now when people are seeing them online and they're looking for that social proof, like if you're a Harry Potter fan and you see your dentist, is, you know, is, uh, you know, dressing up like he's going to Hogwarts on his social media, like that's a, an immediate emotional connection point that you could take advantage of and, and build a little bit deeper relationship. And you can imagine kind of how that client lifespan goes, you know, it, if they see you, they like you, you know, or um, like I'm a big sports fan. I talk to a, a lot of attorneys about sports. That's usually one of the first things I get in there because I could talk all day about it. And, and so building that, that emotional connection with them, 
it, it's much easier for me, you know, after I've worked with them for a few months to say like, hey, you know, we're, we have more than just a, a working relationship. Could you leave me a review? And there's no reason that you can't do that with your patients as well. But finding those emotional connections is really important and, and often overlooked. Well, I don't want to be uh, so naive to think that I know so much, but I will tell you, if I think most physicians and dentists wanted to be totally honest, totally honest, I would say most are looking for fee for service, non-insurance based clients. You spend the least amount of time discussing finances and what insurance does and doesn't do. Unfortunately, that pool is not very large in most areas, but ideally you're looking for someone over the age of 35. You're looking for someone who's employed. You're looking for someone who doesn't have insurance and has the financial means to do treatment and is motivated to do treatment. And then clinically, you need that team to have the expertise and knowledge to develop and provide a wide variety of care and services for those patients. In your company, if I just gave you that as a format, assuming that every dentist feels their best, every dentist feels their team's the greatest, mm-hmm. but when you get right down to it, what is that dentist looking for? And they'd like to probably not deal with insurance. They'd like to deal with fee-for-service clients. And how would you approach that to give some tips to our listeners? Yeah, a big part of doing social ads. So, so we're, we'll wrap up kind of the Zima part. You know, looking good online is, is one thing. Make sure you're getting good reviews, answering reviews, posting regularly on social. You know, displaying a little bit of of character, a little a little bit of outside of the box. But now you're getting into actual targeted ads, and and this is really enjoyable for me because the ability to target people is getting easier and easier and easier. So. I would lean into entrepreneurship probably first and foremost, because if you're talking about, you know, 35 to 50 year old, they have a little bit of dispensable income. They're probably not working for a big corporation, which would be providing them healthcare. So that's, that's probably my, my first thought. My next thought would be utilizing that to find lookalike audiences. So Facebook, Meta, Instagram, whatever you want to call it, they're, they're actually really good with that as far as being able to take you know, uh, 10 to 15 people and then building a lookalike audience off of that and where, you know, you could find similar attributes within them that would match other people and then start utilizing your paid ads to to broaden your reach a little bit. The other thing that I, I think would be, would work really well is even thinking about um, geolocation. You know, if you want to think about the places where these type of people would be, you know, maybe, maybe like a lawyer's office or something like that, because if you could get that lawyer, because maybe he's not providing, uh, you know, health insurance uh, for himself, like maybe he's providing for employees or, or small shops, even like a WeWork. I think a WeWork would be a great place to geolocate for a dentist because you have a lot of entrepreneurs in a very tightly packed area. And every time that phone goes in or out of that place, it's getting tagged. And then, you know, I open up, say like Huffington Post or, or something on my phone and suddenly I'm seeing your ad pop up. You know, utilizing a kind of smart paid advertising approaches like that, I, I think it'd be really beneficial for a dentist. But again, the big thing is understanding, you know, what your ideal client is and then and then building ads that cater to them. So a lot of times when I build an ad, I'll build three to four variations of it. You know, one for say one for women, 35 to 50, one for mothers you know, 30 to 50, one for guys, 35 to 50. And then I put, you know, that face 
on that ad. Because, you know, if we see someone that looks like us, if we see someone that we can relate with real quick in an ad, boom, like now, now it's a little bit easier to, to make that connection. Like, oh, that could be me. And, and, you know, push that conversion point a little bit quicker on them. So I would say those are probably the three biggest things is once you know that you look good online, then I would think about the types of people that you want to, to advertise to. Then I would think the places that they go often. And then I would think about catering each ad to the different demographics within the overall potential new patient audience to, to kind of suit them all and, and increase your conversion. Paul, fantastic. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it personally, being a clinical dentist, a business person, and always trying to improve my own business and my clients trying to improve theirs. Can you share with us, how can we reach out to maybe chat with you on a more personal level? Is there a telephone number, email, a way that you can contact our listeners to help them like you've just helped me? So the best way to get in touch with me is zmotexpert.com, Z-M-O-T-E-X-P-E-R-T.com. And right on there, I've got, um, I have a link that you could download our dashboard and try it for free. And what's cool about that is it, it really pulls your entire online presence into a singular hub. So it'll control all your business listings. Um, You could post to you know, LinkedIn, personal or business, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all right through one single hub. It also controls all of your SEO. It controls all of your reputation management. So it imports all of those uh, different different review platforms out there, both industry-specific and the general ones. So you can just answer reviews right through it. So it's, it's kind of like this really big time saver. And we allow people to try it out for two weeks for free. You know, I'm, I'm a big advocate for, you know, try it before you buy it. And I'll also like, walk you through the platform if you want. Those ones, I usually set up about 15-minute meeting just to like, hey, let's get you connect, get a few of them connected. Let's help you build a Facebook post. And boom, you know, you're off and running then at that point. I also am, am a very, very strict calendar follower. So I, although my phone number is out there, that's definitely going to go to a sales guy because um, I don't like to take, you know, have a random call showing up, but I do put my calendar on there. So you're more than welcome to jump in there, grab a time in my calendar. It'll send me a notification. And uh, I usually hop on for a quick little 15 minute, 30 minute screen share, you know, go through your entire online presence, give you some, you know, some free tips, some, some ideas that you can implement yourself and let you know a little bit about us and, and see if we can partner up and help you out in some way. Well, there's a, a no-lose situation there. We've been listening to Paul Mekowitz. His company is referred to as hashtag smart marketing. Not only has he been a veteran, but he's not only served our country, but he's trying to serve our profession. I hope you reach out and have him help you like he's helping me. You've been listening to Dr. Kevin Coughlin. This is Ascent Dental Solution with a focus on knowledge, education, development, and training. And our next session, I'm going to pick Paul's brain in a little bit more detail. And I look forward to you listening to us and reaching out to help your business grow so you're happier and healthier. Thanks a lot again. And my special thanks to Vocal, Patterson Dental, and Henry Schein, along with David Wolf and his podcast team. This is Dr. Kevin Coughlin and Ascent Dental Solutions. Thanks again, and I look forward to speaking to you in the near future. Paul, terrific job. Thank you.